Joe hates a lot of things. Joe hates toddlers and tiaras. Never before have I wanted to strangle so many people after watching so little TV. Joe hates raisins. I hate raisins so much that I'd rather have ants on a log with actual ants. Joe hates being tailgated. I want a bumper sticker that reads, free golf balls for tailgaters. I want that and a thousand golf balls. And Joe hates when people say, Satan, as they pass him on the street. This happens more than I think it should. Hello and welcome to Things Joe Hates. My name is Joe and with me is my producer, Jake. Hello, Joe. Hi, Jake. How's it going? I'm hanging in there. I'm ready to get into this hate. All right. This week I got a topic. It is parenting. Oh, geez. <laughs> right. This is going to make my job harder. Yeah, it's going to be because you're going to have a lot of editing to do. I'm going to say some things that are really inappropriate, <laughs> and you're going to have to remove a lot oh, of things man. from this episode. I better get a bonus this week. And if, oh, you get a bonus. You'll get ten times, ten uh, percent more as a, as a bonus. So nothing. Ten percent more. No, wait, Jake. We got to tell everybody about the the big podcasting dollars that we're making. Uh, yeah, that's right. I mean. The Ooh. six figures that, that <laughs> right. we're generating from this. Yes, six Raking figures. Raking in the cash. That's right. Those six figures were all zeros. Um, <laughs> that's the, Yeah, I guess you could say that about any, anything. You'd be like, man, I make six figures. Zero, 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 zero. So here's my first thing I hate. I hate when people talk down to children. Okay. It's condescending and patronizing. What do you mean talk down to them? Because so, you're going to be like, you have to... When someone says you're being condescending or something, they'll usually say you're talking to me like I'm a child. Right, right. Well, I so mean, what do you mean? They put on a different voice. They have a happy face. They really animate their facial features. You know, they really like, hey, how are you today? That kind of thing. You know, that makes me insane. And you know what? My kids hated it when oh, they yeah. were growing up. Hated it. I got a great story about this. When my daughter was two, she came into the house and she's, crying you know she's sobbing a little bit and i'm like what's the matter she goes i fell down i hurt my knee i look at her knee and it's uh, you know she's wearing shorts and it's, it's got blood all over it. it's like she has skinned her knee essentially the quintessential uh kid injury i say okay have a seat here on the couch i'll be right back so i go upstairs and i get the rubbing alcohol and i i i get a, a paper towel and i put the rubbing alcohol on the paper towel and she goes is this gonna hurt and i go this is going to sting for a couple of seconds, but after it's after the sting is over, it won't hurt anymore. And she goes, "Okay." And as I'm as I'm getting the alcohol ready, I'm telling her there are three kinds of injuries you can do to your skin. You can get an incision, which is a nice straight line. You can get a laceration, which is a jagged line, or you can drag your skin along something and get this, which is an abrasion. Now, mind you, my daughter is two, right? She's a very smart child, and um, she as as I say as I say that, I say, what you have here is an abrasion. And I put the alcohol on it, and I hear her go, and I go, now this will sting just for a little bit. And then after a while, it'll stop. And she it's a, she goes, it stopped. And I go, that's very good. Now, what this does is this takes the abrasion, all the little holes in the, in the skin there, and it, it sterilizes it so there's no infection in there. And what happens is now you can just go back to playing. See? It's done. It's just an abrasion. It's nothing big. And she goes, oh, okay. So later on that day, She's out on the uh, on the back porch, right, or on the back deck, the the deck that I put on the back of the townhouse. And our neighbor comes out and looks down and sees that she has this uh, skin knee and looks at her and goes, "Oh, did you get a boo boo?" And my daughter looks her dead in the eye and says, "It's not a boo boo, it's an abrasion." <laughs> and this woman, her face, her eyes 
get wide. She stands directly up straight, and she literally takes two steps back from my daughter. Like, who who taught this kid the word abrasion? This kid is two, shouldn't know the word abrasion. I did. I did. You know why? Because I talked to my kids like they were adults from the time they were born. That's why. And you know why I have two very intelligent kids? Because I never condescended or I never patronized or was condescending to them. I always talked to them like I expected them to understand me. And they did. They did a very good job of that. All right, this one comes from Remy. But I hate when parents negotiate with their children. You are the parent. You are in charge. Stop asking the kid what their opinion is when it really doesn't matter, right? So what would be an example of this? Okay, then? so you're in a store, and the and the kid says, I want this, right? Like you're in that, you're you're trying to check out, and the uh-huh. kid says, I want, I want to get something here, right? You need to check out of the store, right? Those, those store aisles are designed to have candy at the eye level of the kid, so the kid will say, I want this. You know what I would say? I'd say, put it back. And get ready to go in the car. That's it. There is no negotiation here. Mm-hmm. This is, we are going to do, we're going to check out and we're going to leave. Right? My kids never had a problem with this. Uh, they were always like, okay, that's fine. Uh, because it's not, I'm not saying that I was always unreasonable and and didn't have a sense of, of, of uh, feeling for my children. It's just when I had a job to do with the kids, we would do that job and then we'd we would get it done and there was no tolerance for things that were deviations from that job. Mm-hmm. Now you might think Jake, that there's some, there's some contradiction here between the previous hate about condescending and ta- and patronizing. Yes. To your children in this, yes. but it's not the same thing. So I think, and I did bring this up to you when we were talking a little bit before we started, uh, right. We started to go on air. I, my initial, um conceptual conceptualization of this was when you're talking about condescending people tend to say oh you're you're talking to me like a child when you're condescending right and your distinction was it's when when you're saying when you're talking down to them is when you're saying that when you start talking in that sing-songy voice and right. and it's not you're not talking to your child like they can understand what you're trying to say to them. Yes. You know, you're, you're saying give them the chance to understand it, you know. Right, absolutely. And then, and, but there are some times where you need to say no and then give them the chance to understand that they, that means no. Right, exactly. No, we, we can't do that right now because we, first off, that's not on the budget. That, that candy bar isn't on the budget of things we came for. We're just going to buy something, what we came for, and we're going to get out of here. And, and then when we get home, hey, we got we can do some fun stuff. You want to do some fun stuff at home? Yeah, I do. Okay, let's do that. What do you want to do at home that's fun? Give them, give them, the, give them that opportunity. That's, that's my advice anyway. I'm sure I'm sure everybody's hanging on every word that I say as a parenting as parenting advice here as good parenting advice. Uh, final uh, next, not finally, but next, I hate when parents put their kids on leashes. Okay. I got a bit of an issue with this one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and you, you know the story already. I, I do. Go ahead and tell was, it. Yeah, when I was, um, oh, I don't know, probably four or five, um, we were going to, my, my uncle worked on a railroad that was restoring an old steam locomotive, and this thing is massive. It would 
it could when in, in the late 90s when they restored this thing it was pulling mile long trains at 80 miles an hour by itself the steam steam engines were were remarkably powerful machines they right so there's thousands of tons of steel rolling down the the tracks at 80 miles an hour so right. we're going to go because my uncle had a part in putting this thing together and it's my uncle my grandfather my grandmother all these people are showing up you know, kind of like patting him on the back going, way to go. This is awesome. My dad was always the guy with the video camera. Yep. You know, remember that that yep. guy? That was him. That was my dad, so, too. Yeah, so he would, he would set up on the side of the tracks and wait for this thing to roll by. Well, my parents, knowing my little brother, uh, knew that he tended to just simply wander off. That if you weren't didn't have physical contact with him for more than a few seconds, you would turn around and he was gone. Right, he had to be constantly either within eyesight of you or in physical contact with you. The physical contact was a problem because if you ever tried to hold his hand, he would wiggle out of it. He hated that, and if you continued to to do that, he would become very upset and cause a scene. Okay. So to solve this problem, my parents said, "We're not we're not going to mess around. Someone let them borrow this harness that they put on him, and it was attached to a leash. So they they put this harness on him so he wouldn't." wander onto the tracks while uh, this 60-year-old 2,000-ton piece of machinery was rolling past at 80 miles an hour. Right. Because that would have vaporized him. Uh, agreed. Okay, so, but they didn't use this as a as a regular thing, right? No, this was a pretty extreme example. And they, it, there's a picture of us, of me, my mom, and my brother all together. It was like the fall of 97 or 98, and we're all together smiling into the camera, and there's Josh with his harness and leash on him. <laughs> So somebody, I think it was the the lady that was appalled with my daughter's uh, advanced advanced knowledge, uh, said to my wife, "Here's a leash to, for your kids if you're worried about your kids wandering off." And we and my wife very politely said, "Oh, thank you so much." And we never once used it. You know, we were much more active on this. Um, and I know that earlier you had said before we talked about this that if you if the kid if if the kid takes a parent out, th th then that's victory for the kid, right? Right. So uh, there, you were discussing this, and you were saying, well, you don't let the kid decide. You know, you're saying, if if, if the kid's gonna have cause a problem, you just don't go. Right. And my argument was, well, then you're letting the kid win. Right. Well, here you're letting the kid understand that they have a position of power in that situation. Here's the situation for that. Yeah, I'm not saying you make it pleasant for the kid because I have a friend of mine uh, who who had two daughters and he, they would go out to dinner and, and he had a very similar parenting style to me. We would talk about parenting together because our, our kids are about the same age. Um, and they're out of the restaurant and one of the kids starts, starts, uh, starts assing off in the restaurant. Right. So he, he says, you're going to stop that or we're going to go out to the car. Right. And the kid doesn't stop. So he says, have my, my dinner, boxed up we're going to be in the car please enjoy the rest of, of your meal to his wife and his other child right and he and the and the and the the acting out child go out to the car he puts her in the back seat and and sits down and she pitches a fit and he just lets her pitch a fit in the back seat and then after a while she calms down and she goes can we go back inside now and he goes nope <laughs> and, and and the the thing is that kid never acted out at a restaurant again because one time he demonstrated his willingness to do this. And we did something very similar. We had our kids doing 
acting out at a birthday party, and my wife and I both said, either calm down or we're leaving. And they didn't calm down, and we said, get in the car, we're going home. You would not believe the amount of grief we got for doing this, mm-hmm. right? I mean, people were like, they're just being kids. I'm like, yeah, they're not being, they're not being properly behaving kids. We're leaving. We're going home. They haven't had cake yet. I don't care. (laughs) That's not my problem. These kids acted up when I told them not to. They're going home. So guess what? They never acted up at a party again because I demonstrated my willingness to carry through on what I said would be the consequences. Finally, the last thing I hate, and some of you are going to get mad at me about this, but that's okay. But I hate this anti-vaxxer movement. I haven't heard anything out of these knuckleheads in a while. And I'm kind of glad I haven't. But, uh, you know, it's the anti-vaxxer movement is probably one of the most detrimental movements ever to hit parenting. I, I, I want I, – I, there's a part of me that wants to forcibly vaccinate, but then there's the libertarian part of me that says, no, we can't do that. People, you know, people should have the rights to do it. But there's, it's spreading like a cancer through our society. And people are experiencing outbreaks of measles, mumps, and rubella, which were diseases that you almost never heard of in, in the United States anymore. But it's happening now thanks to the anti-vaxxer movement. And this is just one of the worst things you can do as a parent is not vaccinate your children. It's terrible. You're, you're responsible for your children, and then you don't vaccinate them. And there's the dark side of me that says, you know what? This is a problem that will take care of itself in an evolutionary way, <laughs> right? Yeah. If we just let these anti-vaxxers not vaccinate themselves and continue to vaccinate our kids, then guess what? In, in, a, in about a two generations, there won't be any, any more anti-vaxxers left. <laughs> but then somebody says, well, what about the herd immunity? we got to make sure that the people who are allergic to the vaccines uh, don't get... Don't get the measles right. either. And uh, and then I think to myself, like the Machiavellian evil person that I am, well, you know, if you want to make an omelet, you got to break a few eggs, I guess. I, here's, uh, <laughs> here's Jake trying to smooth out the situation here while still agreeing with you. Right. The anti-vaccination movement is wrong. It is. And it's wrong simply because they don't have their facts straight. Correct. There was this one guy back in the late 90s and early 2000s who said, see this, I think it was the MMR vaccine, that you, the d- diseases you were mentioning. The right, he said the MMR and, vaccine causes autism. Which was shown to be false. Correct. Multiple times. It, it, the thing is, he, he did one study, one particular set of experiment, one, one, cent, one experiment, right? That was never replicated, which is what you have. That's part of the scientific method. You have to replicate these things. Right. If it's just a one-off, it's it's an anomaly. It happened once. A coincidence, essentially, right? Furthermore, that paper was was uh, withdrawn from the publication, and that person has lost their medical license. Be- well, and here's why: because they were being funded by by an interest group that wanted the wanted the to have him say that the MMR vaccine causes autism. Right. Because it was and another, it does not. it's another vaccine, another vaccine company. And so here's also a, an important point. A lot of people say, "Well, there's a lot of toxic stuff in there." <laughs> okay, so we all know <laughs> this one drives me crazy. The big one, the big chemical put out there is mercury. Right, right, right. First off, there's tons of mercury in fish. Yes. So don't ever eat fish. Raw mercury, just straight up mercury. Yeah, right. However, the mercury that's in vaccines is in compound form. It's Correct. part of a larger molecule, right? Exactly. 
So by if using, you've ever had table salt, I was gonna you jumping ahead. You're getting you're taking what I want to say. You, if you've ever had table salt, you're ingesting two intensely corrosive and and toxic chemicals: sodium and chlorine. Right, sodium will if, explode when it contacts water. Yes, and, and chlorine, chlorine will kill you. Yes, if you breathe it in. Yes, but you're eating salt like nothing. Yes, my suggestion is if you follow the anti-vaccination movement, please do some research on on uh, chemistry of molecules and also do some research on that guy that that initially started this whole fiasco because he was lying to you. All right, so now it's time <laughs> now it's time for Joe Rachel 8. Uh <laughs> man, that we, this this one has been terrible. <laughs> been rough. Uh, this has been a rough episode. I, I feel for future Jake that's editing this podcast. I don't think there gets... will be a parenting episode two, part two. <laughs> this is this is a uh, Drew was right. Tough, tough Drew waters. said Drew said this is going to be a tough tough episode, and he couldn't wait to listen. But... Maybe uh, maybe this is what we need to do. We need to be more controversial, Joe. Maybe we need to do the Bill Maher approach to to things. Say say something controversial that'll make people angry. That'll get them to listen. So are you ready for Joe hates your hate? <laughs> yeah. Um... All right, I'm going to throw the first one out there. Uh, let, me, let me let me read this one. Okay. All right, so before we get to Joe Rates Your Hate, I want to talk about a, a, a tweet I got in response to my uh, my tweet from someone. Emily Swenson, positive parenting coach, says, quote, Many parents simply need some guidance. Not all children are perfect, but we can guide them to perfection. Watch the first episode of my parenting show, Positive Parenting with Emily Swenson. How to raise the perfect child. I was like, what the hell is this? So I started watching it, and I'm about a quarter of the way into it, and I'm like, who is this person? What is she saying? And about about a third of the way into it, I'm like, wait a minute. Is she joking? Is this some kind of joke here? And by the end of it, I'm actually laughing. It's a very funny video. Uh, if, you, if you want to check it out, she she posted on my uh, tweet this week about where I was soliciting uh, listener hate. So check it out. It's the uh, her handle Twitter handle is Emily Swenson seventeen. Yes, what? Emily Swenson with the top tier troll almost convinced <laughs> Joe that uh, it was real. Right, it was it was very funny, very funny video. Well done. It was also it was very well done video too. I liked it. So what hey, do we Joe, got for uh, Joe? Your hate. Well, uh, Gullible's written on the ceiling, Joe. It is. Let me look. <laughs> uh, no, it's not. He's looking right now. <laughs> if you can't tell, I was looking for the. Uh, the effect, Jake. Uh huh. This is a double double cross troll. Yes, it is. What's the first one, Jake? Drew from Dudes with Brews <laughs> right. says, "I hate when parents don't watch their kids at the park. Your kid falling down while close to me or my child is not my responsibility. Pay attention." Yeah. Also, I'm going to say this: smoking around your kid or my kid at the park is not cool. No, it's not. I should be able to kick you if you do that. Yeah, I think you should. I think you can kick them. True. I just walk up to the next person smoking next to your kid and kick them. Well, well, technically you can do anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I think Drew's saying there should be no legal consequences for ah, what happens. Okay. <laughs> but well. so here's actually something we had discussed earlier, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out here, and, and Drew, please feel free to let us know what you think. I proposed the idea of what if there's a kid there on their own, like. At what age do you think a kid can go to the park by themselves, right? And then they fell down in right. front of you. Yeah, I is, don't. You know what's what's the issue there? I I I would agree with you if the kid 
was there with their parents and their parents were simply off in another world and saying, I don't have to care about my kids for now. Yeah, I think that's the condition that Drew's talking about. Yeah. And so, Drew, I would I would imagine you would agree with the, that a child of a certain age, if they prove to be responsible enough, they should be able to go to the park by themselves. And then if they do get hurt, obviously, if they can, you know. If you can help, you will help. Right. And I, I, think, I think you would do that. I don't I think, think Drew's, you're yeah, yeah, I think what you're saying here, and again, please correct us if we're wrong, that if the parents are there, it's their responsibility, not yours. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I, I imagine some 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 parents sitting there on their cell phone chatting with their friends rather than watching their kids at the park. You know, the park is a kind of a dangerous place. You know, there's I mean it's not not really dangerous, but your kid's gonna get hurt at the park. It's yeah, just eventually. what's gonna happen. Yeah. Um yeah, and you've got to be ready for that. Uh so but I do agree. Yeah, don't smoke around your kids. Yeah. Don't smoke around other kids. God, that's awful. That's a bad. That's bad news. Yeah, I think I'd ask someone to leave the park if they were smoking around my kids. Um, I mean, my kids now are old enough to smoke themselves. So, <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, at that point, really. well, at that point, you, you just let it go because they say they'll say, "Hey, stop smoking around me" or whatever. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if it's my son, hey, what kind of cigar is that? Yeah. <laughs> um. The next one we have here is from Judge, and he says he hates how parents just let their kids scream so loud as they play out for no reason. It's like scraping a fork against a plate. Right. Ugh. Ugh, that sent shivers down my spine just yeah. thinking about it. Just letting the kid just scream it out just because? No, you don't. You don't. Well, not around other people. Yeah, exactly. Not around other people. And you say, sure, you can do this over here where you scream it out and, and get upset about it, nothing's going to happen. I don't care. You're not going to get your way just because you scream. Right. Now, that was our thing. Our, our thing was, you know what? I know you're I know you're upset right now. It's perfectly fine for you to be upset. You need to cry or need to scream and yell. Go up to your room. I don't want to hear it. You don't need to subject anybody else to that misery. Go. And when you're done and you're ready to discuss it like an adult, come on down and you can express to me in your words why you're upset. And I will explain to you why things have gone this way. And, you know, like I said earlier, I give them the chance to understand yeah. what it is I'm saying. Right. But, yeah, Judge, this is intolerable. Yeah, I, I could see it now. It's like a like a, a Chuck E. Cheese or a birthday party or something. And yeah, the kids just Chuck screaming. E. next weekend or the weekend after that or sometime soon. I'm, yeah, there's there's a, a part of me that, you, you know, you're, you're going to be going, I'm not going to be able to make it. And there's a part of me thinking, oh, man, I'm going to miss out on pizza and skee-ball. <laughs> and then I thought, but wait. Oh, I no. Could, I could go to Dave and Buster's whenever I want and have beer and pizza and play skee-ball all I want without right. the screaming kids. So yeah, that's true. That's, uh, that sounds like a lot better deal to yeah, me. Yeah, I think that is a better deal. I, I think you're I think you're better off. So the, uh, the last one here is the rant of the week from Amanda from Lady Bitch Time. And she sent a whole bunch of stuff. So she is with you on child leashes. Right. And uh, withdrew on the absent-minded parents and adds, instead of dealing with the child, shoving a phone or tablet in their face to shut them up. She hates that. Uh-huh. And then she says, and why are you allowing your kid to push their face and tongue against a glass in cars, homes, or businesses? Are germs not a worry anymore? Refusing to put shoes on your kid in a store and having them walk barefoot, for the love of God, no. No, no. You do not let your ki- children walk around barefoot in the store. At home, sure. It's, Out in the grass, sure. absolutely. But at a store, not in the no. store. <laughs> There's a sign on the door of that store that says "shirt and shoes required." And I mean, those here's are required for a reason. Because, well, okay, what if there was you know, somebody let their box cutter out? 
Right. What if accent. what if it's a grocery store and someone drops a uh, a jar of pasta sauce on the ground uh, and the glass shatters? Now your kid's running around barefoot and is going to step in 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 pasta sauce covered glass. I don't see that ending yeah. well for anybody. Pasta sauce covered glass sounds awful. It does. If only we could get rid of the pasta sauce. <laughs> um, I there. I, uh, there's a part of me, though, that I, I agree with most of this, but there's a part of me that says, I don't know about the why you don't lick glass. Right. I think you don't lick glass because it, you're not supposed to lick glass, and that's a barbaric thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> right. And you gotta, now somebody has to go clean that up. Exactly. The no, germs, I, I, I'm not concerned about the germs. Right, because you your kids, kids need to be exposed to germs. Right. <laughs> Well, that's one. But also, your kids need to be exposed to germs or else their immune systems won't develop. Right. And then you'll have kids that are allergic to everything. The reason you don't like the windows is because now I have to clean the window. Exactly. Right. You're and making somebody else clean it, and uh, I don't want tongue stains on my glass. Yeah. If Imagine me running a bakery, right, with a nice big glass case out front so everybody can see it, and some kid walks up and licks the window on the outside. Now, the next person walks up and goes, ooh, cupcake, but he has to look through a big pile of kid spit to see my cupcake. That makes my cupcake less appetizing. And that's why you don't lick Windows, kids. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's wrap this up. Uh, let's see. i got to rate these things, right? Yes, you do. All right, so, uh, Amanda, you win Rand of the Week, obviously. Uh, judge hates, hates parents. I, I hate uh, parents let their kids scream out. I hate that. Um, more than when parents put their kids on leashes, but not as much as anti-vaxxers uh, and people that don't watch their kids. If, at least if your kid's on a leash, you're watching him. You know, your, your intentions are good. So I'm going to put that, uh, I'm going to hate that more than kids on a leash. But again, less than anti-vaxxers. I don't so, think anything's going to compete with the anti-vaxxers. No, that's, I mean, that's pretty much the most insidious thing. And, and unless you said anti-vaxxers, there's nothing that's really going to really gonna come to the same, same level of hate as that. Uh, so there we go. Um, uh, we are going to have to record two episodes this coming week, uh, two or three episodes. I don't know, but we need, we're going to be making them grab bag episodes and we need your hate because if we don't get your hate, we won't have hate for Joe rates or hate. So this is a last call for listener hate. Anything you hate in the world, tell yes. us, we want to know, Please. send it to us over the, over the Facebook, over the Twitter or on the email or however else you can get in touch. I guess those are the only three things we have right now, right? And Nate, Nate will have all those at the end of the podcast to tell you how to get in touch with us, so keep listening, and Nate will tell you. So get that hate to us. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with your friends. Also, it would help if you gave us a nice five-star rating on Facebook or on uh, iTunes. That We really love getting those. And tell me what you hate. I really want to hear it. Follow Joe on Twitter at ThingsJoeHates. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash things joe hates our email address is things joe hates podcast at gmail.com links to all of these can be found on our website things joe hates.com female voiceover is provided by andrea patrilli podcast artwork is by Susie blake i'm nate goodwin for things joe hates <laughs>